comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. TV podcast for season four, episode six of Fear of the Walking Dead, entitled Just in Case. I'm your host, Craig DeMonda. Join with me this evening, Mr. Richard Chubtoad Sheldon. They killed him, Craig. They killed my I, favorite, my new favorite character. I don't think he's dead. And now the question no, is, oh, all right, we'll talk about it. In a I, 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 he's alive. That's all I'm going to say. Mr. Daryl Taylor. He's got to live. He's got to live. If John he don't, Dory. then Alicia got to die. Alicia got to die. <laughs> she definitely right. has to go. Yeah, yeah. If she she killed John Dory, she's got to go. Then, then she's got to go. She got to go care. hard. Yeah, that's it. She got to go. <laughs> and Mr. Jim Dietz. Maybe she just shot him just in case. <laughs> now, the question is, and I didn't think about this because it happened so fast, but I watched uh-huh. The Talking Dead afterwards. Um, did he jump in front of the bullet to save her? Yes. Okay, yes, it happened so fast, so that's the way it looked. Okay. No, he jumped right in front of that gun because she aimed it right at that one. She aimed it right at uh, what's call it, and and he jumped right in front of that bullet. Because it looked like it happened so fast, she was shooting him, but in reality, she no, was shooting at she, her. When that okay, one, when she got out the car and he walked toward her, it was almost like you ain't getting a happy ending. Like to, to Naomi, to Naomi, I oh, got you. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this audio clip for you. I want you to tell me, do you hear Laura or Naomi? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hear anything. It was a joke. I don't really have a. <laughs> We're sitting here waiting <laughs> like idiots. <laughs> that was a good one. That's good radio. Uh, I like that. That's good. Yeah. Hello. I was really listening Hello. To that yeah. Thought, we're all waiting. We're all waiting. Bated breath, Jim. Like you know. You had me. You yeah. Had you me. bring a show and tell the class. I mean, come on. You we're ready to see it. All right. So, what do you guys think about this episode? Man, I, I, I still enjoy. Well, I, that ending. I don't. I don't like that ending. But um, it. Uh, I did enjoy it, but I hate. It makes me <laughs> I'm mad at them for even doing this. Like it is not your job to stop them from taking out this this group. Like I don't I don't know why he feels the need to have to save these people from killing this group. 
because it never works out, right? They want to kill each other, right? It never works out when you do this. Well, I well, was hoping, too, that we were done with this Morgan. Like, we were going into a new phase of Morgan, but now he's just that broken record again of, you know. Well, well that's been know. from Joe. I mean, but that. Well, I know, been... but it. I, I expected there to be an arc in his character. So we're at, what was this, episode six? There should be at least arcing up a little somewhere, not just. I mean, I just feel like we're spinning because him and John, him and John are both in the same place, right? They I was going to say it wasn't. Up. It's not just Morgan. I mean, John yeah. handed handed Morgan over his guns, and Morgan didn't ask for him. Yeah, you yeah. know, he, after he after he shot that vulture guy's uh, hand or whatever, yeah. he, he gave his guns up voluntarily. I mean, it's a it's a thing. It's not only Morgan now; it's it's also John Dory kind of like going down that path too, right? But we didn't just have three seasons of John Dory wishy-washy flipping and flopping back and forth from his not wanting to kill and kill and whatever stuff. I I don't know. I I, I really expected Morgan to have more substance now, and we're not getting it. No, he's been, I mean, from day one, he basically said, I'm not killing anymore. I'm I'm not doing it. I'm done. Like, that's he said that in episode one of this season with that. Right. Well, and I figured it. that that would change. I figured that as well, the whole, more and more whole, terrible things happened, he would be forced to have it. Well, eventually. A, I have a bigger question than that. Mm-hmm. Has, has Naomi been a vulture this whole time? Like, has she been I, I an was, undercover vulture? Like, oh, back that's what I'm wondering, oh. man. That's what I'm wondering. Because oh. that was a bigger question for me. I'm like, yeah. Okay, oh, I, I, get, that, I get yeah. why John jumped in there. He's trying to keep the peace. All right. I even understand why Al stayed out of it because she has some reason uh, that she alludes alludes to, but doesn't talk about for staying out of it. But has Naomi been a vulture from jump, like from when she first showed up in the stadium? It's I mean, a possibility. She, she showed up about the same time as the vultures. Things got weird about then, and then she kept trying to run off. You know what I mean? So I that's the big, a big yeah. It makes me you know what he's trying to quit. It makes me think that she didn't want to do it. You know what, Jim? Her daughter's not dead. They've got her daughter, and they were forcing her to do this. And that that's might why be she... her daughter. That little girl. You think? Well, little oh, girl Charlie. Your no, it could well, be. Could but be, but her know. daughter. She said her daughter's name was Rose, but Rose. we don't know if that's well, true. Well, li- names are lies. Yeah. Yeah, everything she's na- she's changed name, but I don't remember ever seeing that child be there at the same time she has. Well, it's interesting, too. I wonder how much of that backstory is for real that she tells in this episode. You know what I mean? And that makes it more interesting, the whole unreliable narrator thing. But I did have a few issues with it, but I I thought overall it was a pretty solid episode, you know? I I agree with Chubb, though. I think that Morgan, I I think he's most balanced when he's not... 100% 100% like life is the best and he has to have a little bit of an edge to him that's when he, I think he's, he's the best like right now alright he saved that one guy's life that's fine but by him telling the guy hey you better tell these people not to meet up at this meeting place because we're waiting for him that's like setting up our people for to get hurt exactly it kind of reminds I, me right like when, when when the wolf when he when he captured that wolf and put him in jail he endangered all of Alexandria with that and, and ended up getting yep. some well almost getting a couple of people hurt uh, because of that, I, I think it's got to be a happy medium with him. It's got to be like, all right, right, I'll protect you, 
but I'm not going to try to protect all you. You know what I mean? It's like it's like, and that's what and and he even explained that too. Like uh, uh, the interview, again, I hate having to watch this after show to explain the the real well, show. It drives me crazy, but it kind I mean, of we, you know, yeah. We kind of we kind of ascribe a loyalty to Morgan to Madison and her group. But he really has no loyalty to either them or the vultures right now. Right, he's just trying to yeah, save exactly. all. I mean, life. He's, he's trying to stop with, the confrontation he, from happening. Period. Exactly. Right. And like the only, the only one he really has like an affinity for or like a connection to here is John Dory. I think he's worried about him. I think that he's only been staying around because he sees himself in Dory. Exactly. And, exactly what I was going to say. He sees himself in Dory. He sees that same path. But I'm I'm just ready for them to to go a little further now. I mean, there, I'm not displeased with it. I'm just, I just feel like we're in a holding pattern with, with his character. And we've been since the crossover, if not before. Um, but the, my, my disappointment with this episode, cause I mean, spoiler alert, my, my Toby's going to be a three. So, I mean, it was, it was a serviceable <laughs> episode. <laughs> It's just, you know, it it drug along. I just felt like the pacing was just, re- at least for the first 75% of the episode, it just felt like they were dragging and dragging and dragging. All right. And well, it, it picked up towards the end, but I, I don't know. And, it, and there was, it just felt, it felt disjointed. It it was not. You could definitely tell there was a difference between it and the prior five episodes. Really? I don't know what. I the, I yeah, I, I don't know. I just I felt that there was a lot of differences in the way it was written and, and I don't know. It just it moved it, pretty fast to me the, when I was watching it. I don't know. Like it, it just was over. Like I, I was like, what? You can't end like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there were some great sequences in this. I mean, that whole yeah. FEMA sequence with her was awesome. And that that's why I think there's something with her kid. Either they're holding her kid or something. Because when she sees that picture that her kid's with her kid's hands on it or whatever, the drawing, you know, and she loses it. I don't know. I just had this feeling like her daughter's not dead, but she knows where she's at. It would and make I, sense unless the audience could, t- if the listeners could tell me, if I'm, I don't, I don't remember or recall them ever being close. To, you know, being in the same area, her and the kid, the, the yeah, girl that I, that I shot, the girl that the girl, because that would make sense. Why she, again? Why she would hate her more because if her daughter is the one that killed her brother, right? That would that would make sense. Why Alicia did what she did at the end. It was so angry, but I don't think they know who she is at this point. Still, well, I'm thinking that she does. I'm thinking that they find out. That's the lie they didn't tell. That's the mm-hmm. lie that they, they they told by by lying and saying that she was killed by the uh, the scavengers. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, she was the mother of the kid that just killed her brother. I don't know. Maybe it could. She could be Charlie's mother. It, it's possible. It's possible. I'm not saying it's not possible. It, 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 that's definitely a theory. I don't know. There was something about her shoes too. Did you notice that when they zoomed in on her shoes when she first yeah, got she out? Yeah, she was wearing the shoes she left on Dory's porch. That's why I think Madison is alive 
and wounded mm-hmm. and at John Dory's cabin because ah. she, took, she took Madison back there because we had Chekhov's gun, which was all those medical type supplies mm-hmm. she packed up on one shelf. So she she and Madison escaped from the no. diamond. That and, but Madison gets hurt. She takes Madison to Dory's old cabin, yeah. and that's where she's at. Interesting. But so a lot of theories. Think, a lot of theories here. But, but they think maybe it, it, it's they think that she killed Madison. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. th- that's what they think. But I'm saying though, she she's not dead. She's wounded. No, I, it would, well, let, me, it, it, let me frame it. <clears throat> let me frame it another way. When was the last time we? When was the last time we argued so passionately over theories in the main show? <laughs> very rarely. We it's we see very, it coming. We, we yeah. see it coming fifteen wow. steps ahead. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. I mean, how many? How long has it been? You know. Yeah. <laughs> good call. Which is it's why this stopped. is still a good season of this show, but mm-hmm. this this episode just didn't impress me as much as those first five did. So let's uh, let's jump into it. It was directed by Daisy right. Von Schurler Meyer, written by Richard Nang. So I don't recognize Richard's name. It could be a different, you know, new writer to the staff, but who knows? Well, he's got to be pretty good with a name like Richard. So yeah, <laughs> this recaps courtesy of AMC. Uh, let's get right into it. Edgar, a vulture, scavenges for supplies in a convenience store. John Dory and Morgan corner Edgar outside and threaten to shoot him unless he cooperates. And again, this is <laughs> that sums it up very quickly. But it's a very nice little John Dory monologue. And you don't see him; you just hear him, right? Like you just you you you've zoomed in on Edgar's face pretty much the whole time, and you just hear John doing step by step explaining what's going to happen. Like if you don't put your gun down, I'm going to shoot your hand, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And it's like I thought that was very very cool. I, I there love was a, John. There Dory. was a character in uh, in the comics, um, in the comic called Thriller back in the '80s named Salvo who was one of the best men, men in the world with a gun, but he ended up killing someone accidentally and threw his superpowers like he was like bullseye, right? He was like perfect with a gun or whatever. Mm-hmm. But but his but his motto was only flesh wounds, only outpatients. And that's what I thought of with John Dorian here. He's like, you know, he could have easily just taken the dude out in a heartbeat. But like, oh, you know, yeah. it's like he's like, you know, you know, this is what's going to happen. If you don't do this, I'm going to do, you know, and he, it's true to his word. He shot him right in the hand. I mean, not an easy thing to do. Shot that finger right off. That pinky finger right off. Yeah, I you know, gave him every chance. Shot me in my pinky toe. <laughs> shot my damn pinky toe. <laughs> <laughs> and, the pinky toe. and then uh, again, this is where um, you know uh, what, what's his name, Morgan, tells him uh, before he runs off. Hey, we better warn your group. You know, we'll let you go, but you better warn them not to meet where they're going to meet. We know where they're going, yeah. and, and that's it. Uh, going back to Alicia Strand, Luciana, and Althea, they speed towards the Vulture's meeting spot. Uh, Alicia interrogates Al about the SWAT's firepower, like she sees in the window there, the little guns that were pointing out, and starts asking questions about them. Al makes it clear she only records events. She's not participating in their fight. She's not going to help. And um, and there's a little bit of foreshadowing here because she says, you know, she she has this strict code that she's not going to use the guns in the truck, but she doesn't explain why. You know, I mean, right. he doesn't explain why she would is hesitant to to join the fight or, or to help out. You know, and I'm and definitely I, that's I, definitely going to come up eventually. It has oh, yeah, something to I, do with those tapes that she has. Well, she said she watched the place. She said she did that before. They said how when Strand said how are you gonna you just gonna sit back and watch, like how can you do that? And she said I did it. I've done it before. Hmm. 
So she watched the war happen. Exactly. That was the foreshadowing I was talking about. I didn't have the exact line in front of me. But yeah, I remember she kind of hinted at something that happened in her past that was similar. And I also think she's calling bullshit on what Alicia and them have been telling John and and Morgan. Because she just, her, her face... Her facial reaction to all of this has been she's not getting the right, the, the true story. It's just, they're lying. And she's right. They have been lying. So John's, um, John searches Edgar's pockets, the Edgar the Vulture, and finds a map to the next eating spot. Again, Edgar, Edgar denies he's a vulture at this point, but then right. they find the map, which is identical to the map that El Camino guy had, so basically, you know, they put it all together. He shows Naomi's gun to Edgar and demands how uh, to know what happened to the gun's owner. Edgar insists he joined up with the Vultures after they left the stadium. Again, we can't believe Edgar at this point. He's, he's lying through his teeth no, just to lying. get out of it. And then again, this is where I said before, Morgan tells Edgar to warn the Vultures that some people are planning to ambush them at the meeting spot, and then he runs off. So, uh, they let him go. Now, I don't know if this was a different group or some of our main cast on the other show, this guy would have been dead as a doornail. Um, oh, if Morgan wasn't there, he might have been dead. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So if, it was, if it was Rick instead of John Dory, for yeah, sure. He'd be done. He'd be shut up. Shoot him in the head. That's it. Yeah. So now we see again, and we haven't seen this for the last few episodes, but they used the title before, again, against the black screen. So they, they show it to us, and I guess they're again trying to illustrate that this is what happened before. I mean, they've been doing pretty well with that color you know, coding stuff where the washed out stuff is now and, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. colors before, but they, they felt it necessary to put the before again on this episode for some reason. And I'm glad they did because there were sometimes in the parent show where they wouldn't do that and you weren't sure whether it was a flash forward or flash back, you know, flash sideways. And they're, they're keeping, they're doing this kind of, you know, uh, parallel storytelling the right way a lot better than they did in the parent show, I think, anyway. It's yeah. That. It'd be funny if you see this on the parent show. Like, like because of how it, <laughs> the opener, they'll they, like, yeah, before or after yeah. the the color wash thing, the whole nine yards. Works, I think it works ten times better, and then then they've done it, you know, on the on the parent show. They with, did with time, this transition they, of time. They did this yeah. on the season. F- was it season six opener with the Terminus people? Remember that? They did right, then yeah. then and now, yes. I think it was, right? Yeah. And that was like, oh my god, what is that? We've never seen that before, right? It was and it was it was pretty creepy, but they did it. I like the way they did it there. It's like, right. and yeah. then they went to all this weird type of way of doing it, where you don't know, you know, you, you don't know where you are, you don't know when you are, you have to kind of figure it out. So um, they tried to, when they, they killed the penguin. Yes, when they killed Jonathan West. Yes, they killed. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. But I mean, this I think this way is a lot cleaner as far as storytelling wise, and a lot easier to follow, yeah. for sure. So in the before, Naomi removes glass from Alicia's arm at the stadium infirmary and asks Madison if they're going out again for more supplies. Madison says they have no choice. They just got a few, I don't know, canned hams or something she was talking about, and then they still need a lot more than that. Um, Nick, Luciana, and Strand consult the road atlas and to find a location that might yield seeds and fertilizer. Luciana asks Strand where he found the car with food. Again, he's kind of hemming and hawing about that. He's concocting a story. He found it somewhere over here. It must have been somebody else that put the car together. And, you know, Cole's just glaring at him. Like, he wants him to tell him the truth, but he's not saying anything. Strand thanks Cole for keeping his secret, his escape car a secret. He kind of catches up with him if he walks away. Cole explains that he's merely keeping quiet because he's worried Strand might harm him if he talks. Although he didn't quite say it like that. He said it like, um, 
I don't know. I, I still don't know what you would do or something like that. Like he said it. He said it kind of in a roundabout way. Like he doesn't really trust Strand. To, the Strand may hurt him if he opens his mouth, but he, doesn't, he didn't say it that bluntly. Well, he bet he did kind of say that bluntly. He said, uh, to be honest, he said, I'm, I'm scared of what you would do if I did tell them. Something like That's that. Not what he said. Something like that. Yeah, it was. It was, a, yeah. it was a weird line. I remember making a mental note of it. I should have wrote it down, but uh, yeah. I don't. And I wasn't sure of Strand's face if he was hurt by it or or kind of respected it because you know what I can't be trusted because yeah. I might I might do something if I'm it dangerous. cost me <laughs> yeah if it, if it cost me something I might I might just do it so Madison checks in with Strand um, and suggests that they share some liquor that she found so oh, you again, snatched that up oh like, yeah those, those, those two are very thirsty you know that yeah. Madison and him they, they, they don't need that much of an excuse to start drinking together we know oh, that for a fact oh no no, no, no. So we see them uh, taking swigs straight out of the bottle. Strand asks Madison why she waved, why she saved him after the dam explosion, despite his treachery. Madison right. explains that she knows Strand's a decent person, despite his kung fu treachery. Yeah, <laughs> I was just gonna say that. <laughs> That's when you podcast with people too long, you start to think the same thing. Uh, I love that. I love that movie, dude. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're interrupted by the sound of a car honking. Viv stands in the way as Naomi tries to leave the stadium in a car. Viv tells Madison that Naomi was trying to run off at one of their cars. Naomi <laughs> says she was merely driving to a location where she might have seeds and fertilizer. And again, here we go again. It's like everywhere everywhere she goes, she's always trying to get away. Like it's just like, and always even, trying to get away. Even yeah. Alicia said that. She goes, again? You're trying to run away yep. again? Like, you know. Yep. And and Madison didn't even seem to care. She's like, well, it is her car. She did find this Land Rover. Like, you know, right. this whatever. Is kind of why, this is kind of why I think she might have been a vulture uh, from, from the beginning because she keeps trying to get uh, away. Like, maybe she's trying to get away from the vultures and the stadium people and stuff. Yeah. I just yeah, go ahead. I don't think she wants to be there long enough. Like the bad thing is, if she's there too long, that means she'll know too much stuff. She'll she'll know too much information. It's like she doesn't want to stay long enough to 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 be involved. She would rather just go away, but she can't tell them. That's the reason why she wants to run. It just it just seems like it's wearing thin. This driving away thing, like it reminds me so much of Carol, always trying to get away, get away. Now she's trying to get. It's like it's like stop trying to get yeah. away already. Either go away or don't. Like stop, always trying to escape every single episode. And I, it's like, I don't know. It just it, it's wearing. This whole thing is wearing thin. No, she, did I, it, it, she did it twice this episode, not just once. I mean, twice. But if, yeah. but if she's been a vulture since the beginning, maybe she tried to get away from Dory so she wouldn't have to tell yeah. the vultures about him. Maybe True. she's trying to get away from Madison for the same reason, so she exactly. wouldn't have to report back to the vultures about her because she's right. starting to like her. That's and interesting. That's, theory. That explains why she wants to keep leaving. Yeah. That's an interesting theory. Get, yeah, because if she gets away fast enough, that means she's not there with them long enough that they have to, you know, that they're going to ask her all these questions that she has to to tell them. It's 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 almost like either she there's somebody holding something over her head, or you know. They have they or they have her kid somewhere like, and she don't know what to do because she. Re- I mean, all the running, she it just really looks like she doesn't know what to do. Either way, so Madison and Strand ultimately join her in her quest to find seeds and fertilizer, her supposed quest. Uh, Madison, Strand, and Naomi pull over at a motel after been driving for quite a while. It seems like the sun went down. They want they need to get you know find a place to rest for the night. Um, 
they kill some infected in the front office, which seems to be the only place they can really kind of hold up. The hotel's been scavenged. Uh, Madison deduces that the people killed each other over a can of baked beans. So there was a couple of survivors inside that motel office, and they did ultimately kill each other over a last can of beans. So that's, uh, that's a little you frightening. You can't have my beans. <laughs> Don't mess with my beans. Can't mess with my beans. <laughs> but we could eat them together. <laughs> no, we shoot each other. <laughs> no, we can't eat my beans together. There ain't enough beans for us to eat them together. No, I mean, were they myself. were they baked beans or like pork and beans? What kind of beans were they? I didn't, I didn't if, catch the man. If they were beans. the beans, if they were the pork beans with like a little bacon in them, you ain't getting it. I'm like gonna kill you. Like the gourmet <laughs> stuff, like like the bushes. Uh-huh. The we bushes is like over that little the bush. Bacon. If it's the bush bacon, if it's the bush beans with the little, with the bacon in it, you nah, you you on you on your own. But if it's like the 50 cent can of Heinz pork then and we beans. Can share that. yeah, oh, that's fine. That's fine. Or Campbell's pork and beans. It's fine. All right. We'll share that. That's fine. That's we five bush beans. I'm like, look. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. Touch my beans. Touch these beans one more, t- one more again, and we going to have a problem because somebody ain't leaving this place alive. Roll that saying. beautiful bean footage. That's it. I'm saying. I'm saying. Not, not, not the bush beans. We and those bushes beans, huh? This is the apocalypse, man. Don't, and the, don't do that. Only don't the dog it. knows the recipe, right? That's right. Yep. That's it. Don't do it. I'll do it. So over dinner, uh, Naomi explains that she's taking Madison and Strand uh, to an abandoned FEMA shelter. Uh, she admits that she'd been planning to flee the stadium when Viv caught her, but that she had intended to leave them with a map to the FEMA shelter. And then Strand basically just, just just gets up. He's getting a little hot at this point. He goes, "Look, you you you're looking to leave us from from minute one. You better give me these keys right now. You know, you're not going again. You're not going to leave us right now. So we think that everyone's and secure for so, the night. And, yeah. And again, it's so hypocritical of Strand to be the one to be telling somebody. Right. We don't we don't trust lies. you. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of your lies. Like you got a lot of nerve. Excuse like, really me. Really got a lot of nerve. Like. You can see the pans, just the just the, the the pots falling, and the kettles falling with him, like just raining down on him because he just he is just so full of shit right now, trying to tell them and Madison not to trust her, and he's hiding the whole thing of, of food and stuff right. for months, you know. So it's it's, yeah. it's 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 like he hates himself too. Like she knows, Madison kind of knows that there's something going on with him. What's that old saying? We hate, we hate, we hate in others uh, most what we see of ourselves, right? Yeah, yeah, and you can tell, you can tell with him because he's the quickest to jump. Yep, he's the quickest to go after her in this this whole episode. So Madison wakes up before Strand and finds that Naomi's gone, and she wakes up Strand, and they realize that she bolted somehow. She made it out without making any noise, without Madison waking God up. Damn, how the hell did she do that? Like, I don't she, know. She's know. a little ninja, man. She can get out of anything. She tried. Well, it's the first time she actually successfully did, right? I mean, she tried to escape John, ran out of gas. Tried to escape from Alicia, she ran out of gas. Mm-hmm. All right, so she finally actually finally made it away, cleanly, supposedly. Uh, but they already know where she was going, so they, they basically just followed her there in the, in the, in the morning. All right. uh, Naomi drives to the FEMA shelter after hot-wiring a car, it says. She knocks on the front doors and attracts a herd of infected locked inside. Um, Madison and Strand look at the FEMA map to catch up with Naomi, and this is where Strand admits to Madison that the car with supplies uh, has been his escape car, and he warns Madison that some people, such as himself and Naomi, never change. And you know, he try. I, I guess he really 
you know, had enough respect for Madison. He wanted to just come clean with her. It was kind of eating him up that about what he did. And, um, you know, she doesn't seem too phased by it. She's probably a little disappointed. But I don't yeah. think she seemed too phased overall, you know. Because she's seen it, and that's her, too. Like, she's, did she, what did she do when they, when they, uh. At the end, right? Yeah. Yeah. She did the same thing. Like, she was, she was basically saying, we're going to take all this. Me and my, my kids are going to take all of this from me. You know, and when she said that, I'm like, "That's the Madison I remember. That is, this is yeah, not this. Yeah. We all could live together, stuff, and we could be." She's playing this Herschel role. You know, you get to come back, you get to live together. No, man, get get some stuff quietly, put it away, just in case something happens. That that's the Madison I know. Forget everyone mm-hmm. else. I'm protecting my kids, nah, right? Yeah, it's, it's all about her and the kids. That's it's right. That's right. right. <laughs> I'm gonna take. I'll take all your stuff. I don't care. So uh, Naomi enters the FEMA shelter through a side entrance and goes to the pantry. She opens a lockbox and retrieves a notebook containing instructions for survival. Now I'm going to stop right here for a second. There was like, if you read it, there was a couple of pages about healing wounds and stuff like that. Do you think she's not really a nurse? Do you think that's just a cover story? That maybe she I think learned... it's a cover story because I think that when she got that notebook out of that, I, I really think that she's just full of I think yeah, that I can't tell it with her. I can't. I can't read her because she's just too. I don't know, man. She's, she's playing so it kind of flat line. too, though. She's playing. Like I said I'm not. Gonna, yeah. Her acting has been kind of like, you know, not one note, but maybe one and a half note, and it's like, yep. you know, it's hard to see. It's hard to see. Is she covering something up? She's just her. But I mean, there was very clear instructions, and in if you read that stuff, like how to heal the wounds, how to make stitches, and then exactly. She even said that it was like there was a girl giving classes on survival stuff. So maybe she's not right. a nurse. She's just like posing as a nurse, maybe. Yeah, that's what kind of I thought when but I saw that. you know what I like, but, ima- but I mean, imagine this could have been written as she does get murdered, John got to avenge her death, and that's the story, right? Like, this is so, it, this is so much more interesting that we yeah. still don't know what the story is right now. Like, we're right. still trying to, to figure out what the deal is with anything. Like, you know, all of this is lies. Like, everybody's lying. Alicia's lying. Like, that's the thing. Whose story do you get to believe? It's like, Al, we talked about uh, previously that this season has been about people's stories. Right. And it's also about how people see their stories. And not only like that, the stories them. that haven't been told. I mean, we yeah. saw stories. Yeah. I mean, we we've gotten stories, but we have we got the real story, you know. Like we, yeah, you know, we've heard this exactly. thing from John Dory. We heard this thing from from uh, from Naomi or whatever. But is that what actually happened? And then you know, like you said, Daryl, we don't know. We don't know. It's the whole unreliable narrator thing all over it. And you can't believe anybody. Like that's the thing. Like Al isn't. I don't think Al believes anything these guys are saying right now. Um, but she wants yes. to know the truth. She wants to know what the real story is. It's it's too intriguing for her. She has to know, um, you know. But John is it, it's something how John is just so open. That's why I think with him, I think with him, he's telling the truth, or at least his version of what he believes is the truth. Because I also wonder sometimes if he isn't a little fuzzy on details and he remembers things one way, but they were actually another. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I was thinking that way at first, but then I think after the the back, you know, they did the backstory of him. I think as the audience, 
we are seeing he is the only one that's been telling the truth throughout this whole thing. Like, Morgan doesn't even want it. He hasn't been lying, but Morgan just hasn't been wanting to say anything. Well, we know Morgan's story. Right, but I mean, he's been wanting to hold back. Like, he hasn't been But none of them do. About it. Right. Right, and but John has been the one who's been so open with everybody, right? To the point where he is the one being lied to the most, and probably I, I don't want this to happen, but it, I, I could see them setting him up to die. It's interesting because I mean, you got John Dory's story, which we take to mean to be like the, probably the most truthful, right? Yeah, we've got Naomi's story, which keeps changing and shifting, and we none of us really buy, right? And then we have Al's story, which she has told us nothing about. She's nothing. hiding something with those tapes, too. Exactly. Hiding a lot. You know, so, like, yeah. it's you know, three different takes on the same theme, kind of. Cool stuff, yeah. man. So she also yeah. takes a set of keys. She, meaning Naomi, takes a set of keys with J-I-C written on a keychain, which we come to find out later means just in case. Uh, she then enters a cafeteria and breaks into tears when she sees kids' drawings on the wall. The herd hears her. So it's basically she was doing pretty good. She was being pretty stealthy. But then the herd hears her and migrates from the lobby into the cafeteria. Once she makes some kind of noise, she falls or drops something or whatever. Um, she flees to another room and finds herself surrounded by infected, some of whose faces she recognizes. And she can't even come to shoot them, if you notice. Like she was shaking with the gun. She couldn't even, you know... Um, you know, could couldn't bring herself to shoot the uh, the people she once knew. Uh, at least it's what it seems like. Anyway, she climbs to the top of the scaffolding and sobs as the herd gathers below her. So she thinks she's pretty much done at this point. She's just kind of like a like a you know they said like an animal in a tree, just kind of you know penned up up there. Um, I, I thought it was okay. I thought it could have went a little better, but you know we, we we've seen this before, but it's pretty cool. I mean the walkers yeah. were really well done in this in this scene, this sequence. Yeah, I'm Mad- with it. I, yeah. I like it. Madison and Strand enter the FEMA shelter and spot Naomi on the scaffolding. Naomi tosses the keys and says, there's a truck outside with everything they need, like basically saying, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done for. Here's the keys. You guys save yourself. Take this truck. It's got everything you need to, to replant and seeds and whatever and, uh, and supplies. But Madison distracts the walkers while Strand goes and tries to, tries to save her. And he, he strings up some rope. And Naomi shimmies across the rope and escapes with Madison and Strand. Madison, Strand, and Naomi rest in the lobby. Uh, this is where Naomi kind of comes clean, or we think she comes clean, or the most. Mm-hmm. She, probably, she describes the most of her background that we've ever heard. I mean, so far all we've heard is that she was a nurse and she had a kid, and then and it went bad. That's all we really knew She's about her shady. before. She She's very shady. shady. And this is where she really tries to come clean and says that she and her daughter Rose had stayed at the shelter. There was a woman named Ellen, like I referred to before, who taught just-in-case survival skill classes where it looked like that notebook might have come from. Uh, Naomi says that she left the shelter to find antibiotics because Rose caught pneumonia. But when she returned, it says Rose had died and turned and infected everyone else. Now, we don't really know if that's true or not. We don't know if her child actually killed everyone else and turned them into walkers. Right. I mean, you don't really know. But either way, the, the shelter fell. In between her leaving, looking for an antibiotics and coming back to it, it fell to the dead. So she feels guilty, and you can see that she definitely feels guilty about what happened there. Whether that's real or not, I don't know. Naomi takes Madison and Strand to a well-stocked just-in-case truck. 
that Ellen had prepared in the event of an emergency. And it had like even dirt and seeds and there's a lot of stuff they really needed in that truck. It was a big like a big flatbed type of situation. Um, Strand assures Naomi that anyone can start over. <laughs> When people say that, man. I don't know. I start. I start worrying. You know? <laughs> that's that's the yeah. I know, right? God, I I love Strand. I hope he doesn't go. Uh, Alicia, Nick, and Luciana stride up to Mel as Madison, Strand, and Naomi return to the stadium with plants and fertilizer. Mel and the Vultures vacate the parking lot upon realizing that Madison's group is going to survive longer than expected. So they see Madison coming with a lot of supplies. They go, "Okay, guys, let's get out of here." Um, before he goes, Mel tells Madison that people tend not to see genuinely awful events coming. So again, Mel keeps giving these these portents or these little pearls of of wisdom or foreshadowing to to Madison, but she doesn't even open the window, doesn't even listen to him at this point. Well, you know, too is I'm theorizing that they are not, like he's not the leader of the vultures, Mel. He's the leader of this group of them. I think that there. Yeah, I think sex. that. I think that there are many uh, companies of these vultures, and when we see that map where it talks about we'll meet up on the tenth and blah blah or something like that, I think that every one of those offshoots that were on that map, those weren't places necessarily. I think that's where the other groups of vultures are. So I think this is a massive baddie group, not just uh, what we've seen. Uh, uh, not I am Negan. I don't want that. <laughs> not, no, I mean, it's not necessarily that, but I, I think that it's it's definitely more than meets the eye. Like a Transformer. Robots in disguise. Nick surveys uh, the agricultural supplies and predicts it'll be enough to feed everyone. So he just immediately knows that they can get a good planting out of what they brought back. So that's pretty good news. Uh, Madison just stares at the JIC keychain and then she puts it like in the whatever the little console of the of the truck. Um, Cole congratulates Strand on helping accomplish their mission. Strand tries to talk to Madison, but she ends the conversation in, in a distracted mood. Again, he's still trying to kind of come to terms with what he said to her. And she's like, look, man, just forget it. We had a good day. Let's just leave it at that. Like she kind of just dismisses um, Strand at that point, which I guess, you know, again, it's pretty rational as far as Madison goes, you know. Madison asks Alicia to quietly pack some supplies in the in the JIC Land Rover, just in case, she says. So this is where Madison's now first having second thoughts about the situation at the Diamond and getting a little escape plan ready. It seems like everyone else did around her, and she's thinking about her own family now. And again, this, like I said, this reminded me of, of old Madison. So I, I kind of, you know, saw a little glimpse of that there. Oh, yeah. Then we go to the, the word now goes on the screen. So actually it said before... And now, so now it said now. Alicia, Strand, and Luciana wait for the vultures at the designated meeting spot. They see a van approach. However, it's Morgan and John that get out of the van. And this is pretty strange. Why did Alicia force them to their knees at this point? Like I were, didn't get that at all. Right? I like just, they were part of their group just a few minutes ago. Why are they yeah. they now prisoners? Like I don't get it. Like what's from this point on, everything Alicia says or does makes zero sense to me. Zero. Yeah, there is something. Something we don't. I think there's something we don't right. know. Right. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah. There's something that changed from the point of the last time we saw them to now. That just 
that we just don't know yet. Right. Maybe, yeah. 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 So Morgan explains that they warn the vultures to stay away, um, but then if obviously if two minutes later. Mel and his vultures arrive in their vehicles and face off with Alicia's group, so obviously they did not heed Morgan's warning. Although on Mel's walkie, a woman asks where everyone is, and obviously it didn't sound like Madison's voice, so I really didn't think it was her. But I didn't think it was Naomi either at that point. It just it was kind of just a generic woman's voice. You know, I didn't really place it. Uh, then the Land Rover pulls up. Naomi steps out. Laura, uh, John says, and walks toward her. Again, he's like running towards his love. Um, but then Alicia shoots at Naomi again it was a little hard for me to see but it even confirms it here Alicia shoots at Naomi but accidentally John steps in the way and he mm-hmm. falls to the ground but backing up a second I mean Mel even there was a little dialoguing between Mel and, and Alicia's group at this point and even Mel asks who was the one that warned you he asked uh, what's his name Edgar or something the the pre yeah, Edgar mm-hmm. the one they shot the finger off and he, he indicated Morgan like he almost gave Morgan a pass for trying to warn the vultures like the, he earned Morgan earned points with the vultures at that point which I thought was pretty interesting <laughs> for trying to you know trying to save them if you will um and even Morgan steps in between them, too, right? He tries to be peacemaker. He literally puts his body between both groups and says, hey, come on, it doesn't have to end up this way, and puts his hands out. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I mean, the whole peacemaker thing with him. Is it, is it wearing thin? Like, I think it is, but... It's annoying I, to me. Yeah. That, uh, so. Oh, no, no, I was just agreeing. Yeah, it's it's annoying. Yeah, I don't I don't like it, and it, and it never works out. Like these two groups are determined to fight, and it's it's like Morgan, let it go. Like you getting in the way of this is making it worse. Yeah, than, like yeah. than what it is, and he's he's just not getting it. I don't know why he's like determined <laughs> to save this family that is determined to go down this road. He's trying to save all life, but I mean, it's just I don't know. He's better off when he just saves one or two lives, not everybody. You know, he stop trying to save yeah, everybody. Yeah, if these people want to kill each other, let them kill each other. No. Who cares, right? If you choose not to kill this one guy on the side of the road, okay, that's your choice, right? You you live with it. But when he gets into this peacemaker mode and all life is precious, and it's like, oh, yeah, you God. got the. That's when you really want to say, shut the f up, just have yeah, a well, smile. And be because quiet. didn't like, didn't he learn from what happened with that wolf? I mean, no. seriously. No. That wolf took what's her name prisoner Denise, right? Could have killed her, didn't. Mm-hmm. Okay, but mm-hmm. could have just as easily. And then he had a fight with Carol. Did a WWF match with Carol, right? Did the body slam on her and all this other crazy stuff. Like, I mean, he went through a lot to just save that stupid wolf, and then he didn't learn his lesson when it turned out bad, right? Nope. Be sure it didn't. Right. So I don't know. And then actually, the wolves in general, they all he could have killed all of them at that point. The whole thing with the wolves wouldn't have happened if Morgan would have acted, actually. You know, so you thought he would have really learned his lesson, but he didn't. He didn't. Nah, he didn't learn at all. Yeah. So, all life is precious. Okay. All right. We're back to that. Oh. So, anyway, uh, that's it. That's the end of the episode. John Dory falls to the ground. I I really hope. I really, really They killed hope. John! I hope he didn't, man. I mean, I'm worried, man. I'm yeah, worried. he's he's one of the I best things think. to happen to The Walking Dead in a long, long time. Both shows. Yeah, he is good for the show because, in actual, and I, in all honesty, I still don't like that family any more than I did before. It's just that the stories have been written better. The Clarks, you mean the Clarks just need to go away? Yeah, right? I don't yeah. like them any more than I did before. I don't. Um, like, if anything, just from what happened today, like, it made me, I mean, from from this episode this week, 
made me not like them even more. Until right. at least something is explained. And I'm sure we'll get the, the explanation of why Alicia is, is the way they are. But they are very... I mean, even though, you know, you they tried to... At first, we thought that they were, like, going to level the family up. They are still horrible in terms of fighting in this world. Like, they are... They are it's, I wonder if Alicia's smart. becoming a Negan. Not ne- like Negan, but a bad person. You know, a Governor Negan... No, kind she isn't because she's because she's bad at this. She's totally well. Bad that's at this. true. Like that is true. <laughs> she is not like they don't think these things through. They lie when they don't need to lie. They like that's the this, the thing about this world, right? You like the things. The reason why the Ricks of the world and the Negans of the world and the you know and the Carols and the and the Michones, they know how to move. They move like a G in this world, right? They all have their little this, secret skill too. Like they all have. They their all little... got their skill. Right. They know how to lie when this. They know how to lie, and when to lie, and when not to lie. They know how to move and do things when they need to do them, and when not to, and have restraint. Even Morgan, even on automatic, he knows how to work this world. Even though he hates himself for it, because he's that good at it. He's a wolf. There's some people that are wolves in this world, and there are those who are sheep, even though they try to be wolves. This Clark family are still sheep. They try to be wolves, but they're still sheep because of the dumb mistakes that they make. And even Alicia, the childish way that she was asking, um, she was asking about the guns and the the weapons and, and and how many rounds and all that kind of stuff. To, to Charlie, right? Right. Yeah. No, it's it was Al. So, Al, I mean, Al, I'm sorry. It was Al. It's so childish the way that she was asking. And it's like, you're not going to manipulate her. You're not good enough at manipulating her to do what you, you, you think. You thought you would be, you, you, if you got her to the place and then you started in the gunfight, that she was going to feel bad and help you. I don't think it's going to happen that way. That's not going to get her into this. It's not going to get Al involved in this fight. She's only going to get the story. And I, I, I could see her leaving if necessary. Because this family hasn't endeared themselves to her at all. No, they don't trust her. Oh, no. No. Al, Al doesn't trust them at all right now. No, no. I don't well, after her. the whole, we're going to bury the her brother, but it turns out we're actually picking up a armory. I mean, I don't I don't see why she would trust them either. I then mean, again, Al could be really outnumbered. She's got, she got three of them in the car with her. I mean, they true. could easily overtake her, right? And again, how bad were they when they had all? They had three of them out. They had the three of them outnumbered, right? They had Al and Morgan and John. They had them. They had guns on them. them. Zip tied them up. Yeah, right. Yeah, and they still got their ass beat and captured. In one episode, <laughs> yeah. not even a whole episode. That's what I mean by there's 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 wolves and there's sheep, and this family is still not they they cannot they're not there they're just not there, no matter how much they try to be. So Nick got killed by a girl. By yeah, a girl. he did. He did by a child. You know, being like that. Do you no. think that Madison's a goner, like I predicted a few episodes ago, or are they just tra- are they trolling <sighs> us? Are they tricking us? You think? I don't know now. I can't. I can't be sure. I think. 
I think she's still alive, but I think she could. She's she's dying. I mean, I, I kind of want her to be gone, dying. so I'm kind of rooting for her to be gone. But I mean, would they do that? I don't know. You know. I don't know unless the actress asked to leave, and I wouldn't be surprised if she did. Yeah, it could be. Because she gets roles. I mean, I would not be surprised if she just said, you know, maybe it's time for me to bounce. Yeah. Yeah. Because they've made a lot of changes to the show, and I, you know, and that could, yeah. that could be a turnoff to uh, to an actor. That's true, because it's not the same. It's not the same show that was when she signed on three years ago, and it they basically recast it. Like she, she was the key star. It was her and 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 Cliff Curtis. Now you just hired all these other actors, Jenna Elfman, and mm-hmm. you know go on and on around there. You know, basically she's not the star so much anymore. No. No. She could say, "Yeah, get me out of this. I don't, I don't like this anymore." She could do that. You're right. It's possible. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get to our Toby ratings. How about a quick word from our sponsor? Sure. DCsBService.com is our sponsor. They have been since the beginning of this podcast, and we're happy to have them. Guys, if you want to catch up on The Walking Dead on the uh, graphic novel side of things, DCB Service has it at the lowest price you're going to find. The, they have a total quality uh, customer service, a lot better than the big box uh, uh, website you may go to, <clears throat> Amazon. Uh, for instance, you can get the... Um, the trades, these are uh, paperback editions of The Walking Dead. I think they have six to eight issues per trade paperback. Uh, they are all 40% off. They're about eight bucks a piece. I'm looking at them all here from one on through. There's even some, to, if you want to start out and don't even want to dive into the big storyline, there's The Walking Dead Survivor's Guide trade paperback that introduces you to all the characters on the comic side. Uh, there's also um, the Walking Dead Omnibus uh, novel, which is the whole story of the governor. It's really beautiful, you know, hardbound edition. It's a leather bound in a slipcase. That is 30% off. That's only 50 bucks. Uh, you can get the hardcover editions, which are 12 issues in one hardcover edition for 20 bucks. That is 40% off. Or you can get the Omnibuy, which are normally 100 bucks. You get them for 60 at DCB service and they're beautiful 24 issues really nice hardcover leather bound omnibus editions of the walking dead uh so if you want to get caught up on the on the walking dead on on the the comic book side kind of get a head start before the new season starts this is the best place to go and the cheapest way to do it and the best people to, to get it from uh they have anything not only the walking dead stuff not only comics they have action figures they have gaming supplies they have clothing they have collectibles statues uh other books you name it they um, if it's geeky they have it the current pre-order month is uh, is May. They have fifty percent off all DC new miniseries, fifty percent off all of Marvel's Fresh Start. They're starting off a lot of new books at number one right now, all fifty percent off. Uh, they have Superman number one at sixty percent off right now. Batman number fifty, written by our friend Tom King of the Wedding of Batman and Catwoman, uh, that is also fifty percent off. So, um, you know, these are great prices. You can't beat these prices on Amazon or anywhere else, even though your local comic store can't mention these prices. And they have great service. DCB service is where you want to go. And their, their sister site, In Stock Trades. It'll take you hours just to shop their site. They have so many things available month after month after month. Great prices, like I said, 30 40 50% off, uh, and all kinds of great geeky stuff there. Check it out. Good people to work for or work with and good people to order from. 
Excellent, Jim. Thanks for covering that. Appreciate that. All right, guys, on to our Toby ratings. Richard. Well, like I said earlier, it, I'm giving it three Tobys. Um, it was a, I mean, it wasn't a bad episode or anything. I just felt, I mean, there were some good sequences, but it just it felt drug out to me, at least for the first half or so. And, you know, um, I some of the stuff you've said about Jenna Elfman in the last few episodes, I kind of saw it in this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I just, the whole thing with Alicia is driving me nuts. I, I just don't get that at the end. I don't, I don't get what's going on and maybe it's, there's a piece missing, but I don't know. It just felt a little disjointed. So, um, not, not a bad episode. I still liked it, but it definitely was, uh, down in quality from the previous five. Okay. Fair enough. Daryl. Um, yeah, I, I didn't, I mean, this is, I didn't love this. This is not my favorite of the season, but it's still good. I mean, it's still a really good, uh, episode. I, it kind of feels like they're going for the, the feeling of no one has all the pieces, and and so it feels chaotic. Like it just feels like we're just we don't know what the hell. We're, it's like we're supposed to feel like how John and Morgan feel. Like what the hell is happening here? And and Al, like I don't, you know, like there's all these little pieces are just not are not being provided, or they're being provided to the wrong places, and they don't make sense. Um, so this really felt, and I I think they were going for that on purpose. So. This just really feels like that's what they wanted it to be like, um, and with that ending, I, I, I'm not in a good place right now. <laughs> if he's if he's gone, I don't know what to do with myself. So I would have to give the show a three and a half. It would be four, but you shot my dude, and now I don't. I don't that, know how to. That feel. takes away at least a half a point, right? That at least takes away at least a half a point because I don't know how to feel about that right now. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't surprise me if John Dory wears a bulletproof vest under that. Well, I hope I want they, it. They were saying the on the Talking Dead, right? Yeah, they said either like he a sheriff star, or he, he has a Scrabble cop. board under there, like a Scrabble piece. Something <laughs> deflected the bullet, right? They would say what they were speculating. Please, Something deflected. Please. I know, right? Please, I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> Don't you take that dude from me? Yeah, that'd be pretty funny. But actually, if you watch the preview for the. Um, for next week's episode, you hear her saying, "Let's. I know a place we can take him to." Like so, uh-huh. there's so he's still alive. I don't think he's dead, right, but the, right. but he's definitely wounded. So she knows yeah. a place. You know, Naomi knows a place so they can save him. We'll see where that is. But uh, he can, all right, he can save you. Save you. Save you. <laughs> Jim, how about you? Uh, I think I'm going to go three seven five on this, just because there are some things that I that I could I have problems with that might end up getting explained later. So I don't want to pass judgment too soon, um, but I, I, over. I mean, it's it was still good. It wasn't as strong as some of the other episodes they've had this season. I'm still loving the role they're on, though. They're really kicking. They're really firing on all cylinders. I'm really appreciative. Yeah. So I can't really down it too much. So three seven five. Okay. I, we uh, Aaron now also. Aaron oh yeah, go ahead. Too. Yeah, you got um, it. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Aaron wrote in. He's off being, you know, hobnobbing with the the uh, the hoi polloi in the high society. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, I almost forgot to email. Sorry, I could not be there once again for this week's podcast. It's been a busy few weeks. However, I will continue to say the season has been pretty damn good. 
I continue to enjoy the new characters. I continue to be happy with how they deliver the older characters. I remain intrigued by the current story taking place. And I continue to think the show is outdoing The Walking Dead proper. Those may seem like strong words, but at the same time, am I wrong? No, I don't think he's wrong at all. Uh, even if even if Craig is massively jealous of Garrett Dillahunt, <laughs> I'm not jealous. <laughs> I'm I'm open about it. I love the guy. He's awesome. I, I think we can all agree that everything seems to be pre going pretty all right for Fear the Walking Dead. The only thing missing is hashtag passage type mini show. As for this huh. week's episode, it may be a bit of a step down from last week's fantastic episode, but I was happy to see more development for Loromi. Oh, uh, is that her name? Oh, Loromi. I get it. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, four Tobies. That's what he gave it. All right. All right, Aaron. So uh, hopefully we'll see him back. Because uh, actually we take a week off next week. Thanks for reminding uh -huh. me, Chubb, with the holiday, uh, Memorial Day here in the U.S. So it looks like they're skipping a week. So we'll be back uh, a week from, I guess, on the 4th will be our next broadcast. Uh, but but yeah. it's not a total loss because Sunday night, instead of New Walking Dead, AMC is going to have a Jaws marathon. Oh, that's fine with me. I love Jaws. So that's good. Yeah. Great That's movie. Good stuff. Yeah. Yes, it is. So thanks, Aaron, for writing in. Appreciate that. We'll see you when you get back uh, from your hobnobbing, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, as far as for me is concerned, I will, uh, it, you know, it, it, I was kept thinking 3.5 as I was watching this whole thing. But you know what, Daryl? You're freaking right, man. They shot my boy. They shot John Dory. Yeah. Uh, got it. That, that easily wipes away a half point. I agree with you 100%. So let's subtract that. Get Let's get it down to 3.0. Um, I've already commented on Jenna Elfman's acting. I think it's been very flat, very one note. I think even Kim Dickens, uh, you know, Madison's acting has been the same type of thing. Um, it's been it's been kind of flat this season, just not much emotion. I, I don't know. They both seem like they're just kind of just one noting it. I don't, I don't know if they've been told to do that, but I'm just not digging it so much. I love what, like I said, the new characters are bringing to the screen. Of course, you know, Morgan, John Dory, Al, all these characters. You know, even Strand, amazing. I mean, the those are the heavyweights of the show. We could, I could watch them all day. I mean, if they, they if they rebooted the show into like a Western Walking Dead, I'm fine with that. Forget about what happened in L.A. Forget about the whole first three seasons. Mm -hmm. Just re reboot the whole thing. I'm totally fine with all of that. Um, but, yeah, she, it's, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm definitely liking what I'm seeing. Uh, but that, that does piss me off because it, it would... It does seem like something this show would do. One of the most beloved characters now. He's turning into one of the best characters. Cripple him, hobble him kill him prematurely please no please don't do it don't a, do it can i also yeah. mention i know this yeah. is kind of ancillary to what i mentioned before but when was the last time on the parent show that we actually had a character that we cared about almost immortal you know almost die other than carl well they had the trick yeah, out one with glenn safe. right i mean it was, it was the yeah, glenn dumpster dive that fooled no one Johnson. yeah that didn't fool anybody <laughs> no i mean I think I think we can certainly agree that on the on the main show there are certain characters who are bulletproof. I mean, no matter what right. happens to them, we know where they're not going to get killed off. I mean, Rick, Carol, you know, Daryl, Daryl, right? Especially Daryl. Right. Yeah. But like here, we're like, oh my god, they might actually kill him off. You know, I, I just love the fact that it's, it's the show is surprising me and that you know I don't know what to expect and and uh, you know it, it, it's just you know I don't, I don't know I keep gushing about this but I'm no it's really I'm really happy that this is the way they're going with this I I like the surprise aspect of it I do like that none of them are bulletproof I just don't want this one character to die I so totally it's like, agree, yeah. but... <laughs> it's like and I don't trust the show enough not to listen to me not to you know not, not to do its best for itself and keep this guy around that that's what uh, I don't trust but yeah, well who knows this. Don't, I don't do, do this it. to me. Don't do this to me. 
I'll do it. <laughs> but anyway, we'll see what happens. But who cares what we have to say? We have an amazing Facebook group. Uh, if you're not a part of it, you can go to Facebook.com, do a search for The Walking Dead TV Podcast. Do, uh, do a search for that. We hit Join Group. We get you in very quickly, and you can leave your very own Buster ratings for The Walking Dead or... Toby ratings for Fear the Walking Dead. And you get to have them read by the one and only Jim Dietz. So, Jim, would you take it away? What did our listeners have to say this week? Absolutely. I just wanted to add, uh, I just wanted to me- me- shout out Christian King, our new, our newest member, uh, who said, my new favorite Walking Dead podcast, your show is great. I thought the last episode was Fe- of Fear was a near-perfect piece of zombie fiction. We all hit on the same things I wondered if anyone else noticed. I also like that you're all chill and there's no superficial bickering or wannabe banter. Great work. Oh, just well, wait. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, it made me think. I mean, uh, we've got some pretty good, like, after real stuff. I may put a little, little something together. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, don't let. Don't let Chubb have a good sugar cookie day. I was going to say, if his his, his blood sugar goes down, we're going to be putting that one wrong. It gets spicy when he gets a a sugar cookie day. In fact, he'll even hang up sometimes. He'll say, forget it, just hang up. Yeah, Yeah, I remember that. Thanks a lot, Christian. I'm going to finish my cake. That's it. <laughs> hangs up on him. Yeah, cake time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, thanks. Thanks for the kind words, buddy, and thanks for listening. We appreciate super, it. Super, super duper. But uh, here, here we go with our, um, our Toby ratings for this week. Brent Jones started off. First of all, he wanted to ask: Did anyone get a random Nugenics commercial pop up right as Naomi revealed whatever she revealed in the hotel? Um, uh, no, no, but I I'll watch it now. Episode. Yeah, no, and I watch I'll it on YouTube you, though, TV. I'm good. I was watching it live streaming it off amc's website and i had the the subreddit on fear the walking dead up and the live episode discussion there were all of a sudden half that room was going nuts ah okay something happened they somebody somewhere played a commercial when it shouldn't have been played (laughs) oh okay well that makes that explains that mystery yeah right yeah i always watch the next day on amazon so uh seth tillman Writes in, not that, but almost the first half of the episode was blacked out in his uh, area. Missed everything that happened wow. before they stopped for the night. Crazy. That's, yeah. that's, that's wild. I mean, you can watch him for free on AMC.com if you're a cable subscriber. That, that's, that's easy enough yeah. to do. So, I mean, yeah. if yeah. you have trouble and you are, you know, I, I have YouTube TV, which I just subscribed to last month. Awesome. I mean, it's great. And it, I didn't miss a beat with it. But um, I guess it depends where you are. as we are in the world, too. So, who knows? Uh, Charles Messing wrote in, just finished watching both last week and this week's fair. Mother blank. This show is really hitting on all cylinders. <laughs> he wrote blank. I did not censor that. Uh, over <laughs> yeah, over the did. years, fear has had flashes of brilliance, but never was able to keep the momentum going. Even though it's only five episodes into the season, I just have a great feeling they're going to keep this going and stick the landing. I don't follow ratings, but I sure hope the ratings are going up as it's well-deserved. Four out of five busters. <laughs> Yeah, I know this is normally a Toby, but it's earning the busters. P.S. If John dies, we riot. Here, here. Word. Charlie. <clears throat> Dre Irvin usually has more to say. Just came in with three. How dare you shoot John Dory's out of five? Yeah. Man, Come on. Uh, Yuki Yoshi Sawada run in. Four abrupt commercial interruptions out of five. Well, I guess he wasn't the only one that got that. One, look at that, Naomi. Look at that. Naomi is leaving again. No one can go it alone. It's not a hard lesson for the apocalypse. <laughs> Two, good job telling us about telling us about after the dam. Save Strand, found Alicia, Nick, then Luciana. No need for an episode, just a good summary. 
I agree. Yep. Uh, three, no, so Naomi's going to do a supply run into FEMA that has like 80 walkers and she has to do it alone because it's personal to her. What is she, stupid? <laughs> Four, oh, that's why she didn't want to get involved with people. It only takes one. Uh, five, hmm, Mel doesn't, Mel doesn't seem angry that Nick killed Ennis. He seems more upset about the attempted attack. He did sound a bit genuine consoling Nick. Uh, six, look at that. Naomi learned the lesson. I mean, maybe she betrayed the diamond, but she's willing with people. And seven, Alicia shot John. Oh, screw you, Apocalypse. <laughs> Shampai. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael Santana, five, this show is now officially better than the parent shows out of five. I woke up screaming, no, not JD. <laughs> woke up my kids screaming, no, not JD. <laughs> uh, fantastic writing, effects, twists and turns. The only slight eye roll was eventually seeing Naomi as a vulture. Uh, Brent Jones, four, JD better live out of five. Uh, the rookie mistakes our groups ma group makes drive me nuts, but it's good because it shouldn't be as good as Rick and company. They haven't lived through as much. Also, why would the f bad guys just allow Madison to roll by in a FEMA truck full of their defeat? Right. Uh, Marianne Corridor, five. John Dory liked the fish, but not with a Y out of five. <laughs> awesome episode. Oh, you, uh, one thing about Marianne, when you get finished with that, is she said something else, too. She, uh, a post on the, on the group, too. Oh, okay. I'll look for that after I'm done with this. Yeah. Um, I'm loving the show more than the parent show. Don't let John die. Morgan hit Alicia upside the head with your stick. Uh, yeah. Rick Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington, 4.75 finger, looking good out of five. <laughs> <laughs> Did not see that coming with John at the end. I've got to wait two weeks now to see what happens as I'm on holiday in Spain next week. Arr. Dang. Well, actually, you. it's delayed, though. Yeah, yeah, so you're not missing anything because yeah. uh, yeah, they're yeah. skipping we a week. We so, all yeah. have. We, we all, all got to wait. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, John Stower, four out of one. Uh, hold on. Four out of I can smell Gimple all over this episode out of five. <laughs> Yeah. What, what, why, Johnny? Because they shot one of the characters we love, or because it slowed down? What part of it? I'm, I'm curious. Uh, pretty good episode. <laughs> the end was shocking, and John better not die. How did Naomi know her kid died the first night she was gone, and all the people died in three days? How does she know that they, if they're all dead? Also, I think the kid who killed Nick is Naomi's child that she thought died, but the vulture somehow saved her. That's what you guys were saying. Yeah, yeah. Charlie, also, Charlie is her kid. Yeah. Also, they left so easy by just driving some trucks up and saying we're staying. That's that's it. The vultures give up. Still, the show is firing on all cylinders. Um, where's the other uh, post from Marianne? Um, it's saying, "Can you tell me the name of the song?" And then at, under it, she says she loved watching the series. Of oh, here it is. Yeah. Can you tell yeah. me the name of the song you have as an intro to Walking Dead TV podcast one seventy nine, uh, season seven, episode one? Love rewatching the series and listening to your podcast after. You guys are awesome. Had to go back in the uh, archives for that one. It was definitely we're up to two thirty right now, but um, that was a song that the song that was actually in the show. Uh, that's where usually we get our music from. It was by Hozier. Uh, was it, it was Easy called, Street? No, oh. Arsonist Lullaby <laughs> by Hozier, and they used this song a couple of times. Yeah, they used it. They used it actually in one of the, the um, Comic Con trailers, and then they actually used it in the show itself uh, when they took out down that satellite post. Uh, I think it was season six, the end of season six. So uh, that's why we usually pick the music from something they use on the show. But yeah, I didn't mind going back and listening to that. And thanks for the thanks for the comments. Appreciate that. Yeah, no doubt we Marianne. enjoy it. 
Yeah. We enjoy, uh, you know, listening, whether you're right, you know, current with us or going through the back catalog of which there are many episodes. Um, so please join the walking dead TV podcast, Facebook group, like, like Christian did and, and like, uh, Marianne did and like a whole bunch of other people. Uh, there's some really cool stuff, uh, right there on the, uh, walking dead TV podcast, Facebook group about the new overkill walking dead video game, which looks incredible, by the way, it looks like we're finally, uh, after Telltale, you know, it's going to be a hard act to follow, but this Overkill game looks great. Uh, there's also uh, a thing on here about uh, Cargo, uh, the new zombie movie of Martin Freeman that's on Netflix. It's a really funny picture of Lenny James with the cast of the Wolf of the Walking Dead squad. That, and, the picture speaks a thousand words, though, yeah, right? Yeah, that's pretty funny, always, right? <laughs> but we always have a lot of good news and memes and fun on the, on the group, and it's, you know, totally troll-free, so definitely... By all means, join that join that Facebook group, and next week you can, or in two weeks, you can leave your thoughts, your Toby ratings on the next episode of Fear the Walking Dead. Fear. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate that, buddy. All right, guys. Any final thoughts this week's episode? Um, my dude, better live, man. You better, right. you better live <laughs> through the season. That's what I'm saying. Or else we're gonna have a problem. We're gonna, we're gonna have, have some a problem. problem. So the next title of the next episode is The Wrong Side of Where You Are Now. And that's going to air on June 3rd. So again, we do skip a week. And then uh, this, this, this mid-season ends on June 10th, the week after that. So only two more episodes to go. Definitely excited about that. We get a little break, uh, which we've been going solid for quite a number of weeks now. Going on going on 16. So, uh, But who's counting, right? And... Uh, no, it's a lot of fun though, and we get to take a little break and then get back, get back to fear, and then back to the Walking Dead itself. Well, you it's might be on a break, kill, but DC TV yeah. podcast is getting all no, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, all, our, all our finales <laughs> in in the next break. week or two, and then we got uh, uh, we got all kinds of stuff to cover. So uh, that's good. If you, uh, if you get you know if you get a little uh, homesick for our voices, tune in to DC TV uh, podcast, and you know because we ain't got time to bleed. Yeah, <laughs> there's too much TV to watch. Yeah. There's too much going and, on, and, and we watch and talk about it together. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys say that on the other podcast too? Like, do you start saying it together like that? Do you? I don't know. We might have. I can't. I, remember. Remember. <laughs> I think it's so much nonsense. We, say, yeah, we, do, we do have shenanigans on there, just like we do. Uh, uh, I got to catch up with you guys. That's funny. So All I right. got that song playing in the background right now and that is uh that's a good song yeah yeah they've used it it's definitely a walking dead type of song right they've yeah. uh they've used it a couple of times so i like that one that's why i think it's i nice used it back subtle, then subtle right under our talking it should just play it throughout the whole episode yeah i could i could actually do it again <laughs> you'll be happy to know the fear of the walking dead showrunner on entertainment weekly said no john dory is not dead there's much uh, worse there's see much i don't, I don't, tr- I don't trust him though i don't try yeah he's not but, dead but, now Right, but, you know, but see how the difference in the attitude of showrunners uh, is. Yeah, because if this was the parent show, they he would have took delight in trying to make you think that the person was dead. I don't know. Maybe yeah. he's dead. Maybe he's not. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I can't. I can't definitively say. Way, yeah. It would have been in a way that was annoying. Like it would have made you irritated, as opposed to you know. Be sitting on the edge of your seat, waiting to see what's going to happen. Like it's just that smug way of doing it. Yeah, like it's that. smug, it's geeky, different attitude. skimple, gimple attitude, right? Yeah, well, you'll have yeah. to tune in to find out. It's not definitive that he's dead yet, but you never know, yeah. and we'll have to see. Yeah, it's true. At least he said he's not dead. All right, well, 
yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, I mean, yeah, they don't yeah. want people mad at the show. They like we we like you liking it. We don't want you mad at the show. So yeah, right. No, they they gotta be smart <laughs> enough to know what what impact he's having. They gotta just even watch the first couple of dailies. Watch They've the first couple to. of stuff. They've they gotta got to. say this guy's a How keeper. We're not gonna, yeah. The oh, they're better. I'm looking at it right now on on, on Wiki. Um, uh-huh. Let me see right here. They're up to like season two levels. Kind of like the way it ended up at the end of season two. So so far they're doing they're doing better than season three, all of season okay. three. So okay. the, the, the season four opener was a uh, four point oh nine. Right. Uh, then it went down to three oh seven, two seven one, two four nine, two four six, and that's kind of where we ended up around uh, the end of season uh, two, like around three, you know, kind of the, the low threes. So, and season three had some twos in there too, but it's better. It's definitely a little higher than it was. Definitely the word of mouth that I've heard on the show has been much improved. So, Me too. I've not heard anybody that is watching it now saying, I, did, I don't like this season. I wonder if they should have just spun it off into a different show, though. Just to say, you know what, fear is ending, but we're going to roll some characters into another man, one called... They could have. You know, Texas or whatever. Totally different show, man. Like, really I wonder if that would have brought show. more people in. So they don't, they feel like, well, I'm so far behind, I have to catch up now, I don't want to catch up. Like, if they just would have rebooted it into a different show, would have, the ratings have been better? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know? Who can say? Who can say? Yeah, who can say? All right, well... Nothing else to say about this episode. We will wrap it up. So, like you guys said, uh, when we're not talking zombies and we do get the week off next week, where can our listeners hear our lovely voices and see what we're doing? Uh, Richard, we'll start with you. Uh, well, as Jim talked about a few minutes ago, we have the DC TV podcast, which we have always so much fun recording, and we're recording a new episode tomorrow. Um, so look for that. Um, and you can follow me on the socials at uh, chubtoad one Excellent. And possibly an upcoming Babylon Five podcast, but we're still in talks. Oh well, that's that's good news because Daryl made my week when he said that, that Amazon's going to be streaming him starting in June. Yeah, that's awesome. I love this that. This is show. the first time Babylon Five ever has been streaming. I mean, I've, besides like Go Ninety or something, which is like a mobile app. So forget about that. Uh, yeah, I've so never I'm seen. I've never oh, seen I, any of Babylon 5. Oh, man. So I'll oh, really? Be the guy, wow. I'll be the guy told, on the podcast with the fresh eyes. So. I told Craig awesome. from then on, I said, we do it a, pod, we do it a oh. Babylon 5 podcast. Like, I, we, we let me to. know. I love that show, man. Uh, I, right. I knew it was one of you that right. loved it. So. I thought it was you, Richard, so it's Jim. Okay, well, Jim, definitely, you're on. Are you going to rewatch it with us on Amazon, then? You're going to have to sure. catch up, right? Okay. All right. All right. Good excuse to rewatch it. So maybe I've never we'll do... done a I've never done an episode by episode podcast before, so I'm looking forward to actually. What about doing the one that. you're on? <laughs> well, oh, yeah, we could do it that no, way, or I was yeah. thinking do one per season. Maybe do. It, yeah. I never did it from the beginning. Like you guys had started. Like, oh, you how many seasons were you in before? Before you invited me on. Oh, so you joined us like in season five, I think, right? Yeah. Or season yeah, four, saying, season like, five. I never right. did anything like from the very first episode on. Oh, dude, I would love to do a Babylon. I would love to do a Babylon episode. I said we are. We are. Oh, I was thinking just one per season. You want to do it full? I'm I'm, I'm down. I'm down for that, man. Listen. In in Valen's name, okay, I am a huge Babylon fan, man. Yeah. Uh, How many seasons? Five. B5. That's right. Were they 20-something episode seasons? 26, baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. that's 
that well, we'll be podcasting for a while. I know, like two episodes a show or something. But the thing with Babylon Five, it was one of the first series that was actually written episodic, where you you have like you have to watch one to watch the next to watch the next. You can't just jump in. He write the whole thing. He wrote most of it. Like he he wrote the entire third season. He wrote most of the fourth season. Like he wrote ninety percent of the show himself. And it was he had a lot of control. He knew where he. Oh yeah, because that's the reason I've always wanted to watch the show because I like his writing. But I've just great. I've just never had the chance no. to watch it. Are they going to include the movies too? Well, I don't know if the movies are going to be on there, they but you can actually. I have the movies on. I mean, they're on, on pretty. The they're pretty steeped in the continuity. I mean, you kind of. Yeah, they are. They well, the first one is just a rehash of the pilot, right? There's one called "In the Beginning" or "The Gathering," yeah, right? Yeah, which is which yeah, is the the part of the. In the, yeah, that's kind of. And then one of them is. Um, what with, with the something of the hunters. raiders? Something there was one called what? Quest of the Raiders. Like I said, it's been, I haven't watched one, it since it was originally on. Oh, there was God, only there one was... that they tried to do the spinoff of. Right, was that was the one, the one where Earth got poisoned or whatever at the end right, of the thing with right. the Drak and all that. Yeah, that's. Uh... Oh, what was that one called? Well, that led to Crusade, right? Which was like an eight series. Yeah, they were, only they lasted were about... trying to do like yeah. the last ship with that. They're doing now. They they have to get the uh, antidote. The antidote, right? Exactly, exactly. Legend of the Rangers. That was. It. Thank you. Legend. That was with Andreas Katsoulis. He did another spinoff. That was a, mm-hmm. that was not a movie. Yep. That was a spinoff right. show. Uh, right. And then he did. Um, oh, there was, there was one with the Soul Hunters, wasn't there? And there was another one. Yeah, there was one with I, the Soul Hunters. That was the name of it. I think it was. They're like using Hunters, you. Like they're yeah. using you. I can't wait, yeah, man. You got yeah. me. So, you got. No, I, you got I, me. I, listen, no, we ain't doing no. We ain't doing no half stuff. According to IMDb, there are five seasons, six movies, and a spinoff. Yeah, we're we're doing, and that's what oh, right. didn't make it. There was a movie you, called River of Souls. River of Souls. Movie. That was the Soul Hunter one. Right, okay, that's right. what I was thinking. Yeah. Right. There's another one called A Call to Arms, and then The Lost Tales, Voices in the Dark, okay. that happens yeah. after Crusade. That was after, that was after the fifth yeah. season, right? Okay, yeah. I remember that that's one. Great. There's a whole viewing order here I'm looking at. You're so. good with yep. the music and stuff, so you can you can do your magic with the... Oh, man. With the, oh. Christopher Sing. Frank music? Oh, man. I, I love I'm, how I'm, you did when we did the Star Trek stuff. Remember when we did the Star Trek episode? You were bringing some clips? You put stuff. The clips I, that takes, yeah, takes a little time that. to produce that, baby. Or I'll see what I can do for you. I'll see if I can get that going. That takes a little time, yeah. but I can, I, I can get that going. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in as long as I don't. I'm, I'm in as long as I don't have to edit it. I'm already editing. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I'll, I'll take care of it. I'll definitely because that that would be a labor of love. All right, so we are yeah, going to do. Yeah, we could do it. We could do it because we could throw a bunch in the can. We could get like at least two or three in the can first. True. Right? True. We could true. Knock true. Out, we could we could knock out like the first. Like the first we're one, we're still can recording the Walking Dead podcast. Don't give away our trade secrets now, Daryl. Oh, we're still recording that one. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't finished the show yet. <laughs> I really got so deep in this. Shit, I was like, oh, and then we're gonna do this, and then we're gonna do that, and then we're gonna. I'm excited. Like I'm all hyped. Like we're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. Get, 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 get some, get some, get some Commander Sinclair action. That's it. Maybe let's go. Love me some Babylon Five, man. I know. I know. That was my stuff. That was my. Oh, don't get me started. And, and it's the first time streaming. So, guys, if you haven't watched Babylon Five before, we recommend it. It's a great. Great space drama, um, a lot of politics, a lot of uh, the special effects were all cutting edge. They were all computer generated oh back in the nineties. The sound score was from Tangerine Dream. Christopher Frank. Well, it's it's not HD, but it's pretty. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm gonna watch it. it yeah, the and, and the music score so, like, so deep. When they yeah. pay off, when they pay off, and I'm talking yeah. about 
there's stuff that's not going to pay off for you guys until. Well, let's let's have like, this discussion after we sign off. When yes. there's no oh, more yeah, work in hell yeah. and the dead walk the earth, remember, <laughs> well, if John Dory with not with the Y like the fish is dead, we riot. That's right. That's, that's right. right.